That is, that is the greatest response I've ever heard. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 248 of Sapnin Podcast featuring my unwell self, Sean Smith, and my currently quite well, Morgan Richards. Yeah, it's me, Morgan Richards, baby. Your certified oh, wrestling mark. And normally, yeah. I'd stay in kayfabe for an episode like this. But instead of making a joke about Destination Unknown, let's just go to Wembley, Wembley. All Elite Wrestling are coming to Wembley. Um, ignore all I'm sorry about that Um, Ruby if you're listening (laughs) apologies anyone from AEW I'm very very sorry Morgan did all that bit he will be punished severely this week's guest is a fantastic wrestler a punk rock enthusiast and an all round legend the mighty mighty Ruby Soho or as I like to say her name, Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. I don't know why I'm just in a really big singy mood. <laughs> Today, Pierre Punk Rock's favorite wrestler, natural born rebel music fanatic, Ruby Soho, is a perfect package of chaos on AEW TV. Look, you all know how nerdy we are about wrestling and connect it onto it here as much as we can. But this weekend is a history-making event. All Elite Wrestling make their UK debut at Wembley Bucking Stadium on Sunday, August the 27th. All In is being dubbed as the biggest event in wrestling history. There's over 80,000 tickets sold at the time of recording. They're breaking records. There's big pay-per-view sales. It's absolutely insane. So to celebrate all this wrestling excitement, we were very lucky to sit down with Ruby to not only explain the magnitude of everything going on, but her music influences being basically knighted by Rancid and how all these worlds intertwine. If this podcast was a wrestler, I think it would be Ruby Soho. 
Um, while we're talking about wrestlers, um, bit of a sad turn. Very, very sorry to hear about Terry Funk passing away. But back onto the happiness. This was a great chat with the mighty Ruby. It was great to talk everything we did from the gathering of the juggalos. That was mental. <laughs> what? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know many people who've ever been on that. And I want to go on that. Becoming part of punk hierarchy. Um, Glenn Danzig. That's a good one. And her hatred for tomatoes. I know that's piqued a lot of people's interests. So listen on for that. You only get the real scoops on this podcast, but her outcast teammates, Soraya and Tony Storm, will be batting it out in a four-way match with Britt Baker, DMD, and Hikari Shida for the AEW Women's World Championship at Wembley. Ruby's going to be there ringside, helping her girls out, and throughout this conversation, uh, letting us into some secrets of how Rancid uh, suggested she take her last name to using their song, Punk Legends, we've absolutely freaked out meeting her. And we even recommend a move that we think would make the Wembley crowd go absolutely insane. And we have no right doing that, but we did because we got this opportunity. Yeah, how, how often do you get to pitch a uh, finishing move to a actual wrestler? Very rare. It's very rare. Because um, if I could have done that early on, I would have gone, Alk, don't do that big leg drop, but you're going <laughs> to fuck you a spine. <laughs> Hey. But yeah, this was a great chat. Get in touch with us at Sapling Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and sometimes wait, it's pointless getting on onto us at TikTok, but it's there. Suggest guests, uh, let us know your thoughts on this podcast, and uh, yeah, everything else moving forward. And if you'd like to support us in any way, please go and check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Sapling. It's the best way to keep this thing going each and every week if you fancy a laugh. And there's loads of people in there that you can make friends with and uh, go to wrestling events, go to gigs, go to festivals. It's all wonderful, wonderful stuff. That's patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. But without any further ado, let's go straight into this killer conversation with the punk wrestling icon that is Ruby Soho of All Elite Wrestling on episode 248. Yes, Sadie. Sapnin! And Sapnin! Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Sapnin! 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 Yes! I butchered that. I butchered that. <laughs> no, it was lovely. It almost, you almost had a British twang on it. It was lovely. It was lovely. I've been hanging out with Raya a lot, so it, that would make sense. This week's guest, superstar wrestler, punk rock enthusiast, and uh, genuinely one of my favorite badass is in wrestling at the moment, the mighty Ruby Soho. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Yes, good. very good. good. Very good. Very excited for this week. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it is. It is very exciting. What's the, uh, what's the kind of just excitement like in the locker room in an AW at the moment? Because there's so much going on. Yeah, it is a lot of anticipation, a lot of trying to get everybody who's trying to get their ducks in a row and a lot of, you know, excitement. A lot of people that, you know, have never experienced anything on this kind of scale before um, that are going to be able to be in front of 70,000 plus people. I think everybody, you know, can feel that this is a really big deal for and like this is a turning point in our company. Um, to have a show on this scale. So I think, um, I think everybody's ready for it and everybody's ready to show up and show out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Well, how are you, uh, how are you preparing for, for everything? I mean, you've got a lot of interesting one of the matches, uh, drawing yeah. in, in particular. But, yeah. <laughs> but no, how is your like kind of just day to day going at the moment? I'm sure it's just kind of like so much traveling in between dynamite collision, rampage, the, these pay-per-views. I mean, yeah. What's, what's life like at the moment? That's, but that's, what's been, you know, the, it's chaos for sure, you know, but I don't think that's much different than any other week to week basis. It's always chaos. So yeah, it's just been, it's been a lot of getting ready, making sure that I have everything. I I started packing like a week ago because I wanted to make sure I had everything that I was going to need. And yeah, it's been, um, I have a farm here at home. Um, so it's just been a lot of making sure that all of my ducks are in a row or, Horses are in a row, I guess. Um, <laughs> literally, yeah. literally, stay yeah, yeah. I wish I had ducks. I wish I had ducks. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of just mental preparation, and I'm just really been trying to make sure that you know whatever Tony and Raya need um, in any capacity, you know, just kind of trying to be the the best hype woman um, any group could have. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm excited to, to go over there. I'm excited, hopefully, to have Raya's mom fix us a, a solid New England, or not New England, England, English breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Old England. England. Old, old English. <laughs> the Old England breakfast. And I'm excited about that. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I can't wait. It's just, it's just going to be able to, to feel this and to be a part of the the first one ever is 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 huge. So it's very exciting. It's history making. It's history making. Um, is there anything else uh, in Britain you're looking forward to uh, checking out while you're here or um, seeing or going to? Um, not that I can think because I've been to the UK quite a few times. So I've I've seen you know Big Ben. I've seen like I've I've been 
I did the visiting part. Um, I think I'm just going to be doing what I do best. And that's going to be just following Rhea wherever the hell she goes. <laughs> um, so she's going to hit it. Let us know. There's Tony did say something to me and I can't remember the area in England that she was talking about, but she did say it was very punk rock. Um, but I can't remember exactly where the area was. She said, Oh, you're going to find all these shops and all this. They were going to go shopping and you're going to find all these clothes that you love and like all this stuff. It's like hipster food and all this stuff. And I have no idea where she said, but I'll probably go there. It's got to be Camden Market. Yeah. yeah. It's Camden, Camden, I, Camden Market. I yeah. I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. Give yourself plenty of time to check that out because I feel like you're going to yeah. fall in love with so many things there. <laughs> I have told her I'm going to save some space in my suitcase so that I can take whatever home that I decided to buy. <laughs> well, in between all this excitement for, you know, like, breaking records with ticket sales and some of these awesome matches you mentioned it there but there has been a lot of uh of talk about soraya's mum making you and tony a meal while you're over like is that yeah. one of the main things you've been excited about for this whole thing i mean is this a regular thing whenever you come <laughs> over like what's the i want to know everything what's the menu what's the <laughs> i'm not sure what the menu is but honestly um both tony and myself have known Rhea's mom for years we wrestled her way back in the day um in uh, shimmer days and everything and we absolutely adore her so i think it's 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 a lot of that but it's also a lot of being able to spend time with Rhea's family and be able to catch up because it's been so long since both of us have seen her um so it is a a focal point being able to spend some time with uh with Rhea's family has been a a big focal point of the of the trip but then eventually we got to you know get down to business and and beat beat some broads up but you know <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true but it's a nice nice little uh, thought in between especially yeah. about traveling well speaking of um of soraya and food uh hell of a segue this but what <laughs> you know um you know she she likes to speak her mind and that's one of the things we've always loved about her but she's kind of had some weird backlash lately because she was telling people that she likes to eat her pizza with mayonnaise and dipping mm -hmm. it in there. I mean, mm -hmm. for me, that's a regular thing because maybe it's a British thing. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, what was your reaction to that? And are you surprised uh, about this or are you, are you offended that she's done this? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there are, I know it's weird. There are a lot of people who are genuinely offended by the yeah. fact that Raya likes mayonnaise on her pizza. So, um, recently she, she bought pizza for the locker room <laughs> so that everyone could try this. When I first heard about this, so I'm from the Midwest, we put ranch dressing on everything, everything over here. So ranch and mayonnaise are my two favorite condiments, if I'm being honest. So when she told me that I did my ranch and my, my pizza and ranch. But so when she told me that the mayonnaise thing, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I, I think I'd like that. And so everybody else is like dipping it like very dainty. I just take that squeeze bottle and just <laughs> douse it. I'm like, this nice. is great. I love mayonnaise, man. And so I, I'm, I'm all for it because I think it's delicious. Um, but there were a lot of people that were not big fans of it. It was very gross to them. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Who, who, who in the locker room, if anyone, <laughs> refused mayonnaise on pizza? I don't think anybody refused. I think everybody, because it was, it, it was close to her birthday. Uh. So, it, it, so everybody was like, for her birthday, I'll try this disgusting combination. Um, I don't think Anna J was a big fan of the, she, wow. I don't think she likes mayonnaise at all, but, um, I don't, yeah, there was a couple of people who were not, not big fans of it, but, uh, but it was, it was, it was fun regardless. 
How can you not like mayonnaise? <laughs> I don't care. I don't know. See, I don't know. I love mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise on everything. I think it's a texture thing. I think it's a texture thing. You've, yeah, I'm just thinking <laughs> of... Yeah, I just lost... Does she yeah. like ketchup? Yeah, I don't understand you? it either. I, I See, I don't like ketchup. I don't like oh, ketchup. Yeah, I'm not I a big ketchup person. I'm, I, I just don't like tomatoes in general. Okay. Nice. Well, yeah. wow. we are learning. It. We are learning, <laughs> learning today. <laughs> we are learning. <laughs> That's what this podcast is all about. We're getting the real answers. We're getting the real answers. Just writing down, hates tomatoes. Nice. Got it. That's going to be the headlines everywhere now. Um, but no, Ruby, there's so much we want to talk to you throughout this conversation, especially music and wrestling and We'll get into all of that. But you said there about um, this farm life of recent years. And I think that's been so interesting to hear about because, you know, as a wrestler, it's kind of the same as a musician. You're always on the road. You're always kind of living life, traveling in, in hotels and just kind of having like a, a real chaotic experience in no sense of, of home. But when you do get that time to go back now, how different has it been with the farm and being able to put life into that a, a bit and, and build something on top of it, not just somewhere to, to crash for a couple of days yeah. until the next time you're back on a plane. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. Like I didn't realize how much I needed it until, you know, I, until I bought this place. Um, it is the perfect, I always consider it the perfect yin and yang. Like I can't, I, I've been able to appreciate one because of the other. Like I've been appreciate to be able to appreciate, you know, my, my job and work and the chaos because I am like, okay, well maybe I need a little bit more socialization other than a couple horses and a donkey and to be able to be moving and going. And then when I come home from work, I can just like, I live in the middle of nowhere, like a mile into the woods. Like I, there's no street lights, there's no cars, there's no nothing. And I've been able to appreciate so much my job because I have this to come home to and vice versa. And, um, I've found a new sense of fulfillment with my animals, with, especially with the horses is building a relationship with horses is, is actually a very long and, and tedious process to be able to gain their respect because they're very like, they make you earn it for sure. And like, once you do, it's just so fulfilling. It's so wonderful. Once you see this relationship with them, once you see that your animals are healthy and happy and learning so much, it's just been a whole nother world that I can dive into that I, I wasn't aware of before and that I'm so happy that I am. You said you're um, out in the woods a bit. Uh, no light pollution and stuff. Have you seen any UFOs? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Not yet. Not yet. But I have seen stars for the first time. I realized that I hadn't seen stars. Oh. In uh, like, like I've seen like little bitty, like whatever, but like in the middle of nowhere, stars, like no lights, no nothing, like a whole sky full of them. So one day, hopefully, UFO. I do live next to a lot of cornfields, so that would oh. uh, that would make sense. <laughs> mm. Oh well, any day now, yeah, any day <laughs> yeah, now. Any I day, can't wait. Any day, oh. beam me up. Especially if you see Tom the Long hanging about anywhere, then yeah, yeah, then you know, I know it's game, it's game over. Then <laughs> <laughs> get out of the cornfields, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> But what, what other animals do you, uh, at the moment, is it just the horses or is there quite a few uh, cr creatures you happen to look after in your downtime? <laughs> yeah, the creatures <laughs> is a good word for it. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, real, uh, it's a real 
it's a real circus over here. Um, I have two full grown quarter horses that are both seniors. Um, I have a mini horse. Her name is jelly bean. Um, I have a mini donkey named Daisy. And then I have what? a, yeah, I have a Corgi and I have a naked cat currently. Wow. That's, that's the roster and two like barn cats. So like, that's the roster as of right now, but it's only going to get worse. I love the wrestling terminology. That's the roster. <laughs> the roster of animals. That's, that's amazing. The roster for right now. That's the lineup for this week. <laughs> I didn't even know you could get mini donkeys. That's amazing. Yeah. I do She's have mini horses because they're Rob and Big, but yeah, I'd never yeah. seen. Because <laughs> they're Rob and Big. I need to get a mini. Do- I'm writing down get a mini donkey. Get yes. a mini donkey, dude. They're so much fun. They're really loud. They're just be warned. They're really loud. Like me. They're the yes. Yeah, it works. It works. <laughs> it's nice. Oh, there we are. It all works. It all works together. But now, Ruby, throughout your career, I mean, it's being no secret that you are a huge music fan, whether it's mm-hmm. you know, punk rock, emo, metal, anything alternative, uh, pretty yeah. much. And I think wrestling and that side of music is like the perfect marriage in a lot of ways because there's so many influences between each other that connection works and it does resonate with a lot of people what in particular do you feel combines the two like why do you think they just go hand in hand so i love this question because it especially particularly like with with punk music metal music anything like that um one thing that i i love about it is because like you said, it is a melting pot of so many different genres, so many different people, so many different styles. And I think with pro wrestling, it's the same in the sense that like, so there's a hundred different genres of wrestling. There's, you know, Lucha Libre, strong style, you know, death matches, stuff like that. Like there's something out there for everyone, but you don't have to particularly like that style. So there's, there is literally like, you can still like, you can still like punk rock, but you, and you can still like ska, but, but your preference is ska, but you can still like pro wrestling, but your preference is Lucha Libre. Like you can still like it as a whole, but then you can experiment with all these different subgenres. And I think that that, that alone is so exciting because there's so many different ways that we can pull people into our community, both music and wrestling because there's so much out there for everyone and um it's so inclusive and that's i love that's what i love about both of them what came first to you was it music or or wrestling it came at around i want to say around the same time but i want to say wrestling was very shortly before my my best friend that helped get me into wrestling he um he helped me find a trainer he actually introduced me particularly to punk music in, in general. Cause I was from a small town. Like we, I was pretty sheltered. Um, and one thing that I loved about the genre was the, the, the lack of pressure to be something, to be mm. some, like, to be something in particular, like the, to be able to freely say, you know, this is who I am and, and, you know, and I'm accepted for that by these people in this community. Um, and I think that that helped me while I was trying to find who I was in pro wrestling. So it, they both kind of came together to kind of create like the freedom to, to do that came from music, but, um, and then the ability to do that, you know, in wrestling was, was huge for me to be able to kind of pull from that. I do. However, I do. However, I'm not going to lie to you. I get, I get nervous. I had this, I've had this conversation with several wrestlers before who are also, you know, punk fanatics. 
I get nervous of the hierarchy of punk rock where it's like, if you don't know this band, you're not a punk. If you don't know, <laughs> if you don't listen to this, I'm like, that feels like the opposite of the message that this whole, yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. thing stands for. In general, <laughs> I'd just be like, oh, you don't know this? You gotta listen to this. This is great. So I get so nervous. I, I had spoken to someone before. It was like, I'm not a punk. I'm a pro wrestler that loves punk rock. <laughs> because if you call yourself a punk, there's so, I get so legitimately, I get, sometimes I get nervous when people ask me like, what's your favorite band? What are you listening to right now? And I'm like, I immediately forget everything. And I'm like, Oh God. Oh, I don't want to be judged. I'm so scared. <laughs> you know? No, it, it's so easy to do in it because it's, it's always that Brightman of you not saying the right thing because exactly you, know, you, you know, we I'm sure you're the same. We listen to so much music. You're into loads of different bands, yeah. but what you might consider your favorites might not reflect what you actually listen to 24 seven as yeah. well. It's like a exactly. weird thing. Yeah, but also you can't, you shouldn't get worried about punk uh, hierarchy when um, yeah. you've had rancid actually <laughs> play you out. It's like anybody can say anything to you, and you're like, yeah, hey. <laughs> Don't talk to me about punk. I am li I'm literally friends with the kings of it. So um, I, I'll decide. I'll decide what is, the punk hierarchy. That is the greatest response I've ever heard. That's part. Yes, I. You know what? You're right. You're right. I'm the punk color. You know. You're right. You're right. I'm. Nobody can talk shit on you and say, yeah. "Well, I don't think she's a real punk or <laughs> any of this shit." It's like. I'm friends. How more punk can I be? I'm friends with Rancid. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh man, that's so funny. I've been stamped by the seal of approval by the great. <laughs> I did tell Lars. I was like, "Thank you for allowing me to ride your coattails of coolness. I appreciate it so much." <laughs> <laughs> but he knows. He genuinely knows. It's a two-way street. A lot of people in bands, like m myself included. I loved wrestling. Well, I love wrestling now, but I loved it so much growing up. And it was such an outlet. And uh, like, I remember thinking as a kid, I was like, prior to Brett Dietman art, any boy I knew who wore pink was in trouble, right? Basically mm -hmm. back then. Yeah. That, yeah. He changed my complete opinion on what colors yeah. I could wear yeah. to the point where when I became a front man, you almost take on, like, I know people say like your wrestling persona is you dialed up. And that's exactly how it is with front people. Most front yeah. people love wrestlers and are as nervous, like me, myself. I'm, I'm more nervous to meet wrestlers than I am yeah. Metallica. I couldn't care. I same. couldn't give a shit. <laughs> it's the same, but switched now for me. It's, 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 I'm so excited. Like I'm, I'm excited to meet new wrestlers and everything, but oh my God, any, I met Joan Jett and, and literally left the room and collapsed, collapsed wow. to the ground, legitimately just hit the floor. I guarantee you, I was probably the most awkward human. I'm like, ah, I have her tattooed on my arm, <gasps> her face. I covered it up because I was nervous. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I freak, I freak out when I meet, meet musicians. Yeah. 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 I've just gone, I've just gone cold for you. Seeing, <laughs> seeing the happiness in you talking about Joan Jett. It's like we did, um, we've done Download Festival backstage a bunch of times and stuff. I love Download. I got, I got my head split open at Download. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and yeah. Yes. We were more, we were more nervous backstage about talking to wrestlers than we were. Mm. Yeah. Some of the biggest bands, like, yeah. Yeah. Lars, yeah. you Rick could have turned up and I would have been like, oh, 
Sit down and talk it to Adam Cole. Wait. <laughs> in fact, in fact, practice the drums while you're there, please. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down, Lars. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's mad how the how the two worlds kind of yeah are are running parallels to each other, and it's it's wild. The others love and want to be the others and get nervous about yeah. the other. It's it's mad. Yeah. It's nuts. I love it. it. It must be cool for you on the other side of it as well to see how many bands freak out about wrestlers. Oh my God. Okay. So I have a story for you guys. Um, way back when I was, when I was with my former crew, one of the ladies came in from catering and came up to myself and my uh, best friend, Sarah Rowe. And they walked up to us and they go, uh, Hey, Sarah, Ruby, um, Glenn Danzig wants to meet you. And we literally looked at each other and we're like, yeah, okay. Right, sure. We thought for sure someone was ribbing us. Like, there's no way. And we were like walking down the hallway. We we're like, oh God, what's going to happen? And then we walk in to catering and Glenn stops who he's talking to, stops what he's doing, looks over at us and goes, Riot Squad. He's like, you guys are so cool, man. He's like, I love y'all and like hugs us. And we're like, Oh God! And she, he was like, "You guys are a bunch of scumbags, man." I was like, "Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are." <laughs> like freaking out. It was the coolest thing. Like he was the nicest man, and he was so excited to meet us. He was like, "It's so cool to see you know women bringing punk into into wrestling. Like this is awesome." And I like, I just, I can't, like, I, I can't even speak. I don't even have words to come out of my mouth. And like me and Sarah like freaked out after the fact. I was like, no way did that just happen no wow. way and then later on i went like i thought it was just like a one-time thing went to a, one of their reunion concerts in chicago they brought us backstage jerry only sang to me um, what? <laughs> yeah doyle hates wrestling and i was like yeah i looked at him he was t- he was a terrifying man i was like yeah man, what? Me too. <laughs> doyle's not a fan but it was it was it was wild. It was wild. Wow. It was just like it, it's so many times of those pinch me moments where I was like, "There's no way this is my life." It's just bizarre. I don't think anyone's had that much access to the misfits in years. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was wild. <laughs> the thing is, Doyle is is the perfect body shape to be a wrestler. Oh yeah. Hates, oh yeah. How the how can it. you hate wrestling and look? He likes punk rock and face paint. And being the center of attention and bodybuilding, but he ain't. I don't want. But he is. He is. He's one of the most intimidating people I've ever seen in my life. And immediately, I just, I just agreed with him. I was like, "Yeah, maybe too. I hate it. It's the worst." It's because somebody introduced me as a wrestler. He's like, "Yeah, man, I hate wrestling." Me too. Like he's scared. He's so. He's so tall and he's so jacked. So cool. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Oh wow. I love that. I hate my, yeah, I hate my job as well. Actually, I think I'm going to quit now you mentioned it, Doyle. It's the worst. You, I, you want me to quit, like, right now? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Doyle, yeah I, do, yeah. I didn't fancy having an income for my, the rest of my life. Never mind, Doyle. <laughs> yeah. You fucking maniac. Uh, yeah. No, I love these moments, and I love the fact that these worlds intertwine so much. And mentioning Rancid and Lars there, I would like to dive into that whole thing a little bit, if we could, because that part came at such a weird it must have been at such a weird time for you when you you, know, you weren't with a company and you didn't know what was going to happen next and then all of a sudden you're talking to Lars and he's recommending you take Soho as the last mm-hmm. name he's recommending yeah. you take the song yeah. and then it escalates to you know the AW debut people going mad and all that and then them playing you out I mean 
how did all that start? And I'm sure there's a, a part of you that is just can't believe that that is a thing still, now. Still to this day, I still it still don't make no sense to me at all. Um, so I had spoken to Lars. Um, I want to say like maybe two two years prior um, to me getting released. I asked him if I could do because I was trying to do because all the wrestlers were doing like tribute stuff in their pay-per-view gear to comic books or movies or stuff like that. And I wanted to do like punks. And so, um, I did, I wanted to do tribute gear for him because he's been, you know, one of my idols for ever. And, uh, I had reached out to him on Instagram because I realized he was following me and I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like I, I knew he liked wrestling, but I didn't know to what extent. And so I was like, I'm going to reach out to him, ask him if it's okay. Cause I, I wanted to, you know, get his permission. He was so nice about it. He was so, so he's like, hell yeah. Like, let me know if you need anything. You want me to send you some stuff? Like whatever you need. A couple days later, I had a, like basically a, a, a rancid fun pack, like of all of a bunch of like, of, like vinyls, t-shirts, patches, all kinds of stuff that he just sent to my house. And so, and then I sent him and then I sent him cause I know his, his, uh, his kid and stuff like love, wrestling too. So I sent him a bunch of, a bunch of action figures and t-shirts, anything I could get my hands on. So, you know, and then fast forward, I get released and I didn't really want to release anything. I wanted to keep where I was going, what, what I was going to be doing a mystery. And <laughs> Lars asked me to do his podcast. And when Lars Fredrickson asked you to do his podcast, <laughs> you do the damn podcast. And I, so I was like, okay, this is going to be the only one that I do. I won't do anybody else. I just don't want anybody to have any information. Cause at the time I didn't even know what I was going to be doing. So, uh, so I do the podcast and I, we had talked a little bit about how I wasn't sure what I wanted my name to be. I didn't want to go back to my old indie name. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, well, I'd like to keep Ruby because Ruby priorly Ruby came from Ruby Soho. And I'm saying this to the man who is in the band that <laughs> came. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it was like as fangirl as this sounds, this is where it came from. And when he used the words, well, why don't you just use that? And I, <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. Uh, he was like, yeah, I know a couple guys, you know, that could maybe get you the right to <laughs> <Yeah>. the song. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you do, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm on camera hyperventilating. Wow. And I'm like, oh, do, do you know? And at that point, like, it was it was awesome and I loved the the sound of it. But at that point I'm like, maybe he was just being nice. Like he might try and then it was it's too, but he worked so hard to make sure, like with his own manager, like talks with Tony and everything like that. They worked so hard to to like get make that happen both on both sides. And and they managed to and it just it like to be able to have the crowd before I came out at all out a few years ago know my name already before I had even debuted was amazing. And then have this legendary song to come out to. And then fast forward double or nothing. Um, and it was Tony actually came up to me and was like, do you think that they would play? I was like, do I think <laughs> that they would play me out? I, 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 I hope to God they do. Like if that's an option, like let's go. And I reached out to Lars and he was so excited. He was so excited. And I think it was something for the band itself. Cause like they were amazing. They were so sweet. They, um, getting played out when I rehearsed, I wa I was watching that happen. 
nobody else is looking like not a lot of other people are looking at me. We're rehearsing, but I look, I get up on the top rope and I look back at them and I just start bawling. Like mm. 16 year old me is like losing. Like this is for me. Like this is for me. And I tell all my fans, like I peaked in coolness. I'll never get cooler than that moment. So y- <laughs> y'all need to know it's all downhill from there. Cause there's, I'm not getting any cooler than that moment. And with them, they've been a band for so long, but they, I don't think they get a chance to do a lot of new things anymore because they've done everything. You know what I mean? So this was new for them. And so they had a blast and they were so nice. And then I, then I came back from the match and I lost, obviously. I came back to the room, the match, and I went to go thank them in their dressing room. They're like, no, come on. I'm so sorry. And so, yeah, it, it's just that this whole journey with them has been nothing but a dream come true because I, I just, I can't, I can't imagine, like, like I said, 16 year old me hearing about this and knowing that this is something that. I get to live, you know, all the time and how much I've pissed people off not coming out to it anymore. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. People are so mad. My first singles match, I didn't come out to it. They were pissed. Mm, but, yeah. yeah. That's how you get him. That's how you get him. Yeah. But no, I mean, full circle moments, that's up there. And that's completely beautiful. And it's so nice to hear how much they worked for it to happen as well because people, you know, might not realize it's like, that whole work between the rights, like they might be up for it, but it might be down yeah. to the label and management. Yeah. And then, you know, the whole Tony and AW got to agree on stuff. And for all that to work out is just so magical. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I'm so grateful in general for everybody's work. Just and I, like I said, it makes me feel so special. I'm so humbled. Cause just for little old me, just for me, just from some weird little kid from Indiana. Like that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking of the work behind the scenes to, yeah, you would have had to have gone to the label and stuff and be like, look, we got to get this clear. And the label will, the label doing what labels do would go, ha, yeah. God, no, 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 we want money. Give us lots of money. <laughs> but for him to, yeah, for him to get it cleared and yeah, that's awesome. Because there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of people who go, yeah, you can use my song. And then, you know, it's up to you. And I guess Tony would have had to have battled and paid a fortune. Yeah. It's proper punk rock, isn't it? There's nothing more punk rock than... Genuinely going, right. yeah, I'll sort this out now. That's fucking... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. I'm, I'm so glad that you're the good guys. I'm so glad that you're the good guys. Is there any... um? Do you remember the, like, the first time that you either wrestled or somebody who you looked up to as a wrestler came and, and um give you some sort of praise or confidence boost or anything? Do you remember the... Um, the first time... I can remember a recent one, which was a few years ago. Um, Sting came up to me. We, we want to talk about the epitome of coolness. Sting <laughs> is the coolest man that has ever existed in the world. He is such a badass <laughs> inside and out of the ring. And he's just the nicest man. I'm like, I hadn't had like a, a I'd seen him at work and, you know, hello, sir. It's nice to see you and whatever. And he pulled me to the side after my match, I believe, with uh, with Bunny um, a few years ago and was just like, yeah, like, I just want you to know, like, like the way you move in the ring is really impressive. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, That's th- thank you. And he was like, yeah, he was like, he was like, you, he was like, you move really athletically, which I'm, you know, I'm not. If I can convince you, I am like, cool. <laughs> um, and I was just saying, and I was, 
so honored by that statement. Um, that I, I got real, as I do, I got real weird. And I was like, thank you so much. That's, I was like, can I hug you now? And he goes, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. And so I gave him the big, this big hug. Like it was such a, it was such a cool moment of somebody that I've seen for so many years that I literally, the words come out of my mouth every single time I see him on TV prior to this. And now every time I'm like, stink so cool. Look at him. Look at him. He's so cool. He's so cool. <laughs> I feel like you're if you're not even if you're not even a wrestling fan, you could see that oh, that yeah. band is cool. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I know so many people like goths and just like people in bands who have taken inspiration from his old crow look from yeah. back in the day. So yeah. I mean, what yeah. a what a man! What He's a, a legend. What this is my thing. Like, surely that like Doyle, I'm going, I'm going, go, I'm going back to Doyle. <laughs> He's the fucking sting of the misfits. What's he on about? This is this is this, this is where the downfall of the interview happened. Is when you found out Doyle hates wrestling. You're like, nope, can't do it. I can't have it. Yeah, Doyle, I'm not having this. Doyle has got to come on his podcast and explain himself next week. Fuck us, he'd hate us. Wow, if he hates wrestling, he'd bloody hate us. I tell you that. But oh, yeah, with Look all this, with with all this love, um, did you ever? Consider, have you ever tried like starting your own band? Oh God, I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to, but I, I don't think I had, so I did a lot of like choir stuff and and theater and stuff when I was in college um, and in high school. Like that was, that was like the theatrical portion of wrestling is really what I was drawn to because I, again, was not athletic enough to, you know, whatever. (laughs) Despite what Sting says, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, ever since then, I've been too. I, I'm scared to sing in front of people. I know that's really weird and really silly because of what I do for a living. I make an idiot out of myself on a regular basis, but I'm terrified to sing in front of people. But it has always been like a lifelong dream of mine. But I, I'm, I, I don't know if it'll ever happen. But you know, at least to just perform one time. But I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's definitely good. Like. It's going to happen. Like, at some point, Rancid are going to be like, there's a microphone there. <laughs> and you're going to have to just I did, take it. I did get the chance to sing with Massive Intruder one time. Ooh. I sang heart-shaped guitar on stage with them. And that was that was so sick. Because they're so fun and entertaining. Like, they're, it's, they're so much fun to be around and to be able to... But I was so nervous. I was so <laughs> nervous. I think, yeah. I think you'd be a fantastic front person. Like... Just imagine the carnage of some sort of punk hardcore shows, stage diving. Ah, oh, I mean, I mean, I want to see this. Let's, yeah, make it happen. Let's oh, I don't get... know if I can stage dive anymore. The last time I was stage dove, I was dropped directly on my skull. Like, I got all the way to the end and everybody's like, whoop. And it just pile drove right in. I'm like, oh, God, I, oh. I don't know if I can do that anymore. Yeah, it's the one, it's the one bump you don't want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Perhaps that's your front person gimmick where you just wear a helmet on stage. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> to save those things. Here there for it. Here uh, for it. Just doing, doing like a tank, a tank Girl remake or something. Maybe. Oh, nice. <laughs> very yeah. Oh, there we are. We've got some ideas now. But one thing I love about the AEW locker room is there's so much of that crossover and just fountains of knowledge between music and wrestling. I mean, you just got to look at people like yourself, Chris Jericho, Butcher being in Every Time I Die for years. Yeah. Oh, they're so much fun to watch. They were so much fun to watch. Brody King. There, there's so many people in that locker room. Is there a group of you or any of you who 
constantly like talk about music or shows you're going to go to or like introducing new stuff to each other? A little bit here and there. I think, I think that we all, we all, we've all talked about it in different, in different like scenarios and stuff. And there's a lot of people that, that like punk that you, you know, or, or whatever that and music that you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even think about. Like John Silver is a huge punk fan. And so he and I have had conversations a, a few times about, um, about music and concerts and stuff that we've gone to. Um, I have talked uh, with Andy uh, a few times about music just because I, I like the actual musicians like Brody and Andy and, and Chris, I've, I like to pick their brain because it's, it's such a fascinating thing, especially in correlation to wrestling. Like I've seen, I've seen both Chris and Andy perform before. And it's so interesting to see the correlations between that and wrestling. And like, do you get like my favorite question? Do you get nervous? Do you still get nervous? <laughs> like, because to me, it's terrifying in my, in my eyes, it's terrifying to think about doing that. And, but to, I guess your average everyday person fighting somebody in colored spandex in front of, you know, 70,000 <laughs> people is also terrifying. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's very interesting to get, you know, there, since there's people that have dipped into both and to get their, um, their perspective and stuff. And sometimes I'll ask them about like bands and, and music that they're listening to or recommendations or anything. Um, I just started listening to, uh, to Brody's band recently. It's really, really good. And it's, it's, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm going to save this for, for workout music, but it's really, really good. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Have you seen, um, have you seen any footage of their shows? God's hates shows. No, 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 not. Oh. Uh, I can only imagine. I can only imagine how awesome it is. There's a lot of people going head first to the ground, shall we say? It's immense. Of course. Kicking each other in the chops full force um, while <laughs> oh, being on stage. Sounds, it's mental. Yeah. My it's, yeah. God. That's awesome. Knowing knowing Brody, it's that's awesome because yeah, he's probably super entertaining and yeah. Well, yeah, I just realized yeah, without many musicians there are in it, you could make an AEW band. Yeah, we could. We could do it. Funny enough, I was going to uh, put you on the spot and ask you if, you know, hypothetically, if you had to start a band with members of the AEW roster, who are you, uh, who are you picking? Ooh, that's hard. If I had to start a band, I think I'm going... Oh, this is rough. If I had to start a band, I would say, obviously, Andy... Andy, wait, he shreds, obviously. He's, he's literally, when I, when I went to the Every Time I Die show, like, legitimately one of the most entertaining and incredible shows that I've been to in a while. Um, so just for music quality in general, that is for sure, like, um, <laughs> yeah. I would, I'm, I'm, I'm going with that. And then I kind of almost want to say, I almost want to say Sting. But I also kind of almost want to say Tony Khan too. This oh. is a really hodgepodge because I feel like Tony would be entertaining as all hell. What instrument would you have? Would you have Tony Khan on? Dex. <laughs> the Dex. DJ. DJ massive, Tony Khan. <laughs> <laughs> DJ headphones. Tony Khan. Bring it on. So he's just he's just got so much energy and it's so contagious that I think whatever he did, it would it would translate to an audience. Star power, obviously, Chris. And then maybe, maybe Darby, Darby's, Darby's a cool guy. Yeah. He's cool. He's a cool guy. We, he and I have talked a little bit about, um, about concerts and stuff too. Cause he is, he's definitely like, he's like all of us. He's a punk kid, you know? 
I feel like Darby would be scary though, in the same way, like because his name is Alan, is he's gone for the surname Alan. Like if he go, if he goes full GG Alan and starts playing shows <laughs> naked, leave it alone, Dab. Put it back. None of us, none of us want that. No, um, no, 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 no offense, thanks, Dab. No offense to him, but I'm, I'm, I'm all set. I'm all set. Um, I'm trying to think of females that I would want in the band, and I think probably my girls because yeah. they're just wild. They're just wild, y'all. Everything that you guys see on where it's 10 times worse back. <laughs> We're actual degenerates. Like it's the best. So yeah, probably my girls. I, I'd have to. You can't spend all that time with Ronnie Radka and not have it run, run yeah, off in exactly, some way. Exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> but I wanted to dive into the outcasts a bit as well, because it feels like it's been so refreshing watching the three of you causing so much chaos on TV for the last few months in particular. And I mean, you know, you guys have been friends for years, but when the idea of putting three of you together, was that just the green light in everyone's eyes going, oh my God, yes, did one of you suggest it? I mean, it it seems like it's just the perfect fit in so many ways, especially for character work. I don't remember exactly how it got brought up. I know that I think I was just kind of told, because I was obviously the last member to join. So I don't know how they, you know, particularly the story of how they got together. Um, but I knew that I was the last member to join. But the amount of times that people have fantasy booked us as either a team or against each other, myself and Rhea or myself and Tony over the course of years, just because we all the, are the alternative girls, like it, it for, for most people, they see it and it fits that once it got, it came together, I, there was a moment where I was like, well, I, I hope this, this does fit and it doesn't just aesthetically fit, but like personality wise. And it absolutely just, I love those girls so much. And we all feed off of each other and different, like, like backstage and out there, like we all feed off of different, like personality qualities of each other. I, I will say that spending time with Rhea has made Tony and I a lot more vocal. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, in the best way where we're like confident. We don't take crap from no one. Like she's helped us a lot with that. Tony is just out of her mind. I love her so much, but she is out of her mind in the best way. We, her and I have the, uh, have the sense of humor of a 12 year old boy. And it is, it is a mess. It is a mess. Anytime we go to film something, I'm pretty sure our film crews hate us by the end of it. Cause we can't get through it. Cause we're making too many stupid jokes. But it has been it has been an absolute honor, and and I I honestly I have not had this much fun in wrestling in a very long time since I've joined them. So it's it's been a blast. Well, that's so good to hear because I feel there's so much elements to wrestling, and as you touched on earlier, so many different kinds. But from your point of view, not only have you got to focus on kind of you know the, the moves and the skill set and, and the ability to wrestle, but it's everything else that goes with it. It's like yeah. you know the aesthetics, the interacting with the crowd, that crossover music. I mean, there's so much stuff to think about. So when something clicks like that with people you generally get along with behind the scenes, it is it becomes apparent on TV. And I think, would you say that situations like that just is a giant win for everyone? Yeah, oh, 100%. I was very nervous in the beginning um, about being in another three-person group because mm. I I did that before and you know I, I made lifelong friends. I adore those women so much and I didn't know if I was going to have the same experience and I had kind of come to realize that 
both of those groups came to me exactly when I needed them. Like with, with Liv and Sarah, it was one of those things where they were, they came to me when I needed somebody else to get thrown into the deep end all at the same time so that I could like, we all felt all the same things. We're all freaking out because we were all super new and super scared. And then with Rhea and Tony right now, I, they came into my life at the perfect time where I really wanted to have fun in wrestling again. I wanted to have fun with my job. I wanted to laugh when I came to the back and the amount of times that I can't keep a straight face with Rhea on the outside in the ring is unbelievable that she breaks me weekly weekly because she's she's hysterical when she's on the outside we have way too much fun but they 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 both came at a perfect time and i think that i'm I'm very lucky to have had been surrounded by the women that i've been over my career amazing amazing that's so that's so nice to hear um as we start to wind down on this uh, conversation a little bit there's a few other things i'd like to uh uh, bring up and you we talked about download festival a little while ago mm-hmm. and uh you had a, a smile on your face but even though you've got very badly injured <laughs> wrestling there which i can't ah. imagine that was too fun but you know talking about the the crossover between wrestling and, and music like that must have been a, a crazy experience and really maybe a weird place to wrestle in front of so many people at a huge rock metal festival like that i mean how how was that for you and I'm surprised wrestling and festivals aren't, aren't more of a thing together. I mean, I'm, is that something you, th- you as a wrestler, you would encourage festivals to maybe do? Yes, hundred percent. I would absolutely, um, I would absolutely love that because particularly like, particularly with like metal and, and, and punk and rock and like rock crowds, they just want, to have fun they just want to like that you don't have to like a lot i feel like a lot of wrestling crowds set nowadays like you have to work for their approval like you have to work for them to react you have to work with music fans you don't have to work even work that like they're, they're gonna lose their mind over nothing because that's what they came there for they didn't work to sit back and be like impress me they came there to have the time of their life and to be and especially with wrestling, with the crowd interaction, like in the same way that you get that crowd interaction, you know, when you go to a concert, like they're so excited about it, especially like, you know, that in both aspects too, we feed off of our audience, like the musicians and wrestling, we feed off of our audience. They're just as big of a part of the show as we are. I think that being able to experience that, because I've done, I've done a download festival. I did, my memory is terrible. It's a festival down in Florida. Fest. That's what it's called. Fest. Um, there's a festival <laughs> down in Florida. Um, and I, I wrestled for them um, as well. The, like some of the best fans I've ever wrestled in front of. Because you, you just don't have to even try. Because it's just so easy. And I would love that. And I would love... Even if it's if it's a combination and there's just wrestling fans there to be around music fans and be like, oh, I don't have to kind of be a, I'd be I'm not going to use this, the colorful language on your show, but I'm not going to be a jerk. I'm not going to be a jerk and wait for them to do something crazy dangerous to give a golf clap. You know what I mean? Mm. That's not what we're here for. That's not what any of us want. 
where would you say the weirdest place you've wrestled is? Because you've, you're someone who has traveled the world in different territories, different industries. It must be somewhere weird where you thought, this I is a hundred, a hundred, a hundred different weird ones, a hundred different weird ones. I've wrestled at the Gathering of the Juggalos before, several times. On the Indies, yes, I did. Uh, a few times. Oh, wow. A few times. Wild, wild experience. Wrestling, and never, don't recommend wrestling, wrestling at 2.30 in the morning. My tag partner was asleep by the time our music hit. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Covered in Fago the whole nine yards. I wish we had opened with this. I wish we had opened. <laughs> we could have talked about this for the old time. Yeah, sorry. Yes. So that was a thing. Um, and then, but the weirdest place I would say I wrestled was, um, way back in the day I did an indie, uh, it was in the backyard of a strip club called the rustic frog, (laughs) the rustic frog. It was the backyard of a strip club. Rustic frog. There's nothing sexy about that. Let's be honest. I was just about to say, yeah. Like nothing makes you go, oh, the rust. I'm going to the rustic frog. (laughs) Yeah. Unless it's it's literally called that so people's wives don't get mad and they think it's just a normal pub. Yeah. Yeah. It was in northern Indiana. It was in or in southern Indiana. There's, you know, at this point, there's, you never know. That was the. It was a. It was. It was my only uh, one of my only death matches that I did. I did a death match. In the backyard of a strip club called the Rustic Rock. Wow, yes, that is nuts. Up there, number one. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think you win. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you've you've won some good combinations there. Wow, the oh, the jugglers though. That's that's blowing yeah, my mind. Oh, yeah, it was. Whew. Yeah, the gathering. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go. It looked meant. Is it? Um. Yeah. Is it something you wreck? Do you recommend it to people or is it something you... <laughs> um, it really, it, it depends on, I don't want to not recommend it, but I also don't necessarily, like, I think nowadays it's better because it, for, for a while it was in this field in the middle of nowhere where there wasn't like, people died there. <laughs> too many people died. They had to, they had to move it because too many people died. Um, so, which is terrible. Since they've, regulated it a little bit right. more so where to avoid that unfortunately from happening it was it was a wild experience that like you know wow. everybody's very nice there i'll give you that like everybody's very nice <laughs> <laughs> did you um did you get to meet the insane clown posse oh yeah oh yeah they huge wrestling fans huge oh, wrestling yeah. Fans. oh yeah no oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i just didn't know if they'd be about like i thought like at something like that surely they're like Jesus turning up at the gathering, truly. Like uh, when they turn up, Violent J and Shaggy. How do I know the names? <laughs> <laughs> he loves the ICP really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take my top off. Full insane clown posse back piece. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't think I've ever met anybody else who's done the gathering. Have I? Oh, I met Tila Tequila once, but we won't talk about that. Yeah. Let's move oh, on. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Let's Woo. move on. Let's move oh, on. Yeah. But no. Re- Ruby, we super appreciate you taking the time to do this. This has been absolutely phenomenal. We've wanted you on this podcast for so long. So thank you so Aww. much. But thank you for having me, guys. Before we let you go, um, obviously, you know, Wembley Stadium, all in this week. Very, very insane show. Soraya and Tony are going to be uh, fighting it out with two other people 
for the title. But um, before I before I hand you on to, over to Sean for the rest of this uh, bit of the question, have you heard of the band the Kaiser Chiefs? Right, oh, they're very right. very big over here. Okay. Very big. Oh, they were. Yeah, they. Yeah, they they were very big over your late uh, early two thousands ish, two thousands tens, and they have a song called Ruby. You must have heard the song when it goes Ruby, 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 Ruby. Yes, 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 yes. Because every time I go to the UK, they sing that to me. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> every single time I go to the UK, that makes sense. I have heard the song, didn't know the band that sang it, um, but yes, yes, I know exactly what that is. Okay. If you decide to get into the ring at any point, you know, to, to help your girls out, Sean's come up with um, a move idea that he thinks would be absolutely brilliant for the Wembley okay. crowd. Right. So you get somebody in some sort of arm bar, leg bar, something like that. And then you shout gotcha. your own name, right? So you do, you go, Ruby, 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 Ruby. And then when you give them a crank, they get to go, yeah. ah! Ah! <laughs> like in the song. So <laughs> I love that. That's perfect. Ah, I love it. I love it. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah so, um, perfect. yeah, I don't know if you can work that in, but there you go. Yeah, I, I might be able to squeeze that in a little bit. If you do, just give a wink for us. Yeah. Just for us. If not, no one I'll else. Just just... I'll just do it to. Br- I'll just do it to like Bryce or somebody. You know, after the match, after everything's gone dark. Brilliant. But yes, thank you very much for this. It's been absolutely brilliant. Good luck with everything. Good luck at Wembley. Thank you. I can't. I can't even get over. There's an, a wrestling event at Wembley Stadium. Like it's class. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And yeah, can't wait. So um, yeah, good luck with it all. Thank you very much for this. And um, yeah, oh, of course. See you in the future, hopefully. Hell yeah! Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me. Yes, that was the mighty, mighty Ruby Soho, who we had an absolutely great time with. I'm not sure she's done as many interviews talking about punk rock as much as she did on this one. And it was a fantastic, fantastic chat. And it's it's wonderful to see how excited wrestlers get over meeting people in bands. And people in bands love wrestlers that same way. It's a very, very strange, weird um, symbiotic relationship yeah it absolutely is but i love any crossover that is possible between music and wrestling and honestly ruby has been someone that i have wanted on this podcast in forever so i'm so glad we could finally uh, get this done that massive thanks again to taking the time and everyone in AEW uh for sorting this out so excited about all in in wembley on sunday bump card looks absolutely insane and i'm sure ruby's gonna get involved somehow <laughs> in that fatal four-way match and uh hopefully she takes our our idea and uses it maybe that's a big move from going forward and we've we've created that right here we've created moments right now well yeah if it is uh we're gonna need to see uh 42 pounds every time she uses it so <laughs> that would be fantastic to speak to someone who does something that you really enjoy is uh lots of fun and just watching hearing and seeing her face light up talking about uh punk rock was awesome as well so fantastic thank you very much ruby we had a great great time if i sound like i might be slightly underwater it's because (laughs) this week i found out i have got something brand new it's called coronavirus 
2019 it is. Oh! So yeah, I've been um, mainly, yeah, this week's output has mainly been sweat. So oh. that's that's fun, yeah. Um, I've just eaten toast for the first time, well, half a slice of toast for the first time in two days. Um, so yeah, here we are. Um, open to God, I'm better, and I can work something out to go to AEW on Sunday. But um, obviously I've got a test negative first, so... Oh, yay! Perfect timing, illness. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. Um, you know, you, it sorts itself out for you. But yeah, bit of good news. Oh, did I have a bit of good news this week? Ooh, what was that? Uh, the Blackouts, my band, mm-hmm. my former band, and now current band, who uh, who also um, we didn't bring this up, but should probably mention very quickly is. Um, Fan base was called something that Ruby was also involved with. Yes, we uh, we called our fan base the Riot Squad. Um, and then when she used to be in uh, the Federation, she was in a uh, a group called Riot Squad. And I was like, oh, where did you get that idea from? And I thought to myself, oh, it's the police in it, the same place we nicked that idea from. So, uh, yes, uh, that was fun. But yeah, as I said, uh, the Blackout has sold out our Cardiff Great Hall show unbelievable thank you very much for everybody who's bought a ticket if you were considering buying a ticket it's too fucking late uh that's your fault nobody else's not mine not any of my bands that's your (laughs) fault you should have done it sooner so if i was you i'd um if you are welsh or from near wales and you were thinking of coming to cardiff show you better buy some tickets to birmingham asap soon as you possibly can please get them down now for god's sake please (laughs) February 2024, the Blackouts UK tour. Tickets are on sale now. Go and go and check them out. And uh, I'm sure it'd be party rocking, not in the USA, because it's a UK tour, obviously. Uh, but if you're checking out this podcast for the first time, maybe you're just a, a Ruby fanatic, maybe a wrestling fanatic. We've got a bunch of other wrestlers episodes you could go and check out featuring uh, Kip Sabian from AEW just a couple of yes. months ago. Um, our good friend Tegan Knox slash Nixon Newell, wherever... You want to call her. And we've got loads of other episodes with people like Mark Andrews, Adam Cole's being on here for a little bit, Andy Williams, a.k.a. the Butcher of Every Time I Die. You know, they, we've got loads. Just go and check out the previous episodes. There's a whole list, almost five years worth of conversations. Click subscribe wherever you're listening, and then you hopefully get notifications about new ones and all that kind of stuff. But you can also follow us at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm hopefully going to be at All In this weekend. Uh, so if you Ooh. see me, come and give me a, a satin and all that jazz. Uh, let me know what kind of stuff I should get because I'm going to go and take loads of photos and videos as we're following the account as well. And please go and support us via our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash satin. There's loads of bonus content over there as well. We just uploaded an interview with four years strong from Slam Dunk Festival uh, earlier on in the summer, which is a great laugh. And there's loads of other stuff you can check out. And a community of people we love very, very much. If you head to the description of this episode, there's loads of names there that we thank. But as always, Sean is going to give a mahoosive shout out to the elite members of our Sapnin Patreon podcast elite members of the people at the top tiers. I just realized that we've done this for 240 episodes now and you have once correctly pronounced massive so i wonder how many people think that you don't think the word massive is pronounced massive and is actually mahusive <laughs> it is isn't it what's what i don't understand what was the I other word I you said know. i don't Ma- it's not, it's not my first language welsh is no it's not anyway thank you very much kylie wheeler mayumi leeway janelle castan paul hirschfield scarlett charlton tony michael dilly grimwood kelly Owen, natasha morris nathan croshaw mitch perry emma barber 
Alexandra Pemblinton, Kat Besson, Molly Malloy and James Powerbank, Nathan White, Jenny Robinson, one sock cutter, he cuts socks, two sock cutters, they cut socks, three socks cutters, they cut socks. Oh, thank you very much. Murray Grimwood, Amy Dawson, Amy Louise, Stuart McNaught, Ellen Southfield, Stephen Aston, Carlyle Robson, Kate Patak, Louis Cook, Martina McManus, Danny Eaton, Carl Pendlebury, James McNaught, Jenny Munster, Jason Oredia, John and Emma, Emma Evans-Roberts, Craig Harris, Evan, Sean Fines, Emily Perry, Vicky, Kalila Keane, Ollie Amesbury, Adam King of the Goss Paso, Josh, what did the shipmates find in the captain's log? Uh, find, find in the toilet, the captain's log. Crisp. Uh, even me reading it wrong. Yeah, fuck from the beginning. Anyway, thank you very much, Joe Janaway, Kyle David Smith, and last by no means least, Connor Lewins and family. Thank you very much to those patrons. And as Morgan mentioned, everybody in the description, if you've ever considered becoming part of the Patreon, please do. If you have been part of the Patreon, thank you very much. It genuinely means the world to both me and Morgan. I can agree. As Morgan, I can agree 100%. So thank you to anyone who's ever given a damn about this episode you know we're very close to episode 250 which is um in, in mad to think about so make sure you're subscribing wherever you listen to this podcast thank you to all the patrons thank you anyone who just clicked this on and thanks again to aew uh, we'll be back next week and every friday with very special guests as long as sean um is well <laughs> and doesn't until die. then enjoy yourself play the music loud and just go mad on the wrestling Yes, Tidy. I gotta go. I feel like fucking shit. Submit! Not like I need a shit, just like shit. Like my body does. Ugh. You're listening to Sabnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.